guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence. Today's episode is an interview with Carol Foy, a clinical aromatherapist and founder of Forest and Field Aromatherapy. She is a laid-back soul who truly believes in the ripple effect that comes from taking care of yourself. And she's super happy to help you start on that journey through clinical aromatherapy. I always have a pre-record chat with the people I interview because, well, it's nice for both of us to be comfy before we hit the record button. Guys, Carol and I talked for almost an hour and then we had the interview and then we talked for an hour afterwards. So I really enjoyed talking to Carol, and I hope that you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. All the links to get in touch for even more Carol and her products are in the show notes. Hi, I'm Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist and consultant. The Connections Coffee Confidence Podcast is for professional women entrepreneurs who have established themselves and their business, and they're ready to get serious about using the power of communication to surpass their business goals. On this podcast, I discuss everything from leadership to establishing a business vision to the intricacies of creating messaging, publicity, and more. I speak to women who excel in communications in their business, whatever they do, and get an inside look at how they created a thriving livelihood. So top up your mug and welcome to this week's episode. Well, Carol, thank you so much for joining me today. I am really looking forward to having this chat with you. I know there's lots of fun and gold that we're going to uncover today. So to start things off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from and, and what you're doing. All right. So my name is Carol Foy. I live in Sylvan Lake with my husband and two kids. Um, And I am a clinical aromatherapist and a yoga instructor. Very cool. So you've, uh, you've always got the nice vibes coming off. Yeah. You're a lovely person to be around. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. 
clinical aromatherapist. Tell me more about that because I, I feel like we're all familiar with aromatherapy, but um, it sounds quite formal. So like, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, well that, and that was kind of the idea behind even going for an education like that was just, you know, essential oils are something fairly commonplace now, but there is such an incredible amount of misinformation floating around. I thought, okay, how do I not only understand and learn this for myself, but help other people to understand. So I started looking into education. So in Canada, um, an aromatherapy diploma is about 200 hours. And then to extend that to clinical aromatherapy, depending on the program is somewhere between six and 700 hours. It, it is interesting in different places in the world, like in France, England, and Australia, the programs are quite extensive, even up around more like a thousand to 2000 hours. And then their ability to um, address and diagnose and stuff becomes very different, but we haven't quite hit that space here yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically it enhances that understanding of using essential oils for their therapeutic benefits. So it's a lot of chemistry, a lot of physiology. Yeah. And a lot of understanding around safety issues, just going way more in depth with um, yeah, being able to treat different ailments, whether it's physical, psychological, energetic, just to help create more wellness. Mm-hmm. And so how does that, how does that translate into your everyday work? Um, well, initially with it, when I used to own a yoga studio and when that was open, what I actually did was I, I sold essential oils, but I also, I ran a lot of workshops teaching people how to make their own items at home, whether it was body butter or like ointment, things like that. Once I finished with my clinical certification, because it was almost two and a half years by the time I was done, I do have the ability to see people one-on-one, address their specific issues and make them something very individualized to help them based on their needs and how it might fit into their life best. Cause everybody is so incredibly unique, not only with what they need, but yeah, what they're willing to do, right? Like not everybody likes taking baths. So you got to work with what people need. So I do have that ability. It's not something I do very often, especially lately, um, right. With COVID and everything, um, I do still get some requests in that capacity, but it's not where I'm focused right now. So with COVID and everything, it was a big focus shift for me in the fall to adjust to making more generalized products to then sell at local stores and on my website. So just trying to have a big focus on the therapeutics. Okay. Okay. And tell me more about where people can buy these things. Um, we're going to jump right to the end right now. <laughs> All right. Um, so my website's probably the best place to find everything. It's mm-hmm. the forestandfield.ca. Um, I do sell out of some local stores in central Alberta, just because I know not everybody wants to buy something from 30 minutes away and then have it shipped. 
right? Yeah. So there's some local stores. I um, have stuff for sale at a store in Bentley, the Boho Apothecary. It's a really cute little store. If you get a chance, check it out. Um, made with Love in Red Deer and a new store opening up in Lacombe in May. Oh, exciting. Exciting. So was the yoga studio your first business? Yes. 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 And that ran for quite a while, didn't it? It was eight years before we shut down. So yeah, it was, it was quite a while. Yeah. And what led to it being shut down? Well, it was, it's, it's a tough business to be in. When we opened up, it was, it felt like a very logical business choice. Um, There was nothing like it in town. Uh, There was at the time only three yoga instructors in town. And one of them was going to come with me to the studio and the other one was moving. So it it felt like a very easy choice to open up. Um, By the end, there was, I think, five yoga studios in town and 500 yoga instructors and it it became a lot more work than I was capable of doing for less and less and less and as as much as I have learned over the years to find a lot of value in different things I do that's not monetary mm-hmm. in the end if you're losing money it's not a business that's working so Absolutely. so then came the choice to to shut things down so you had mentioned that while you had the yoga studio, you were running some um, aromatherapy workshops. So was it from there that you decided to further your education and become certified as a clinical aromatherapist? Or how did that all kind of work together? Um, making the stuff with essential oils is something I've been doing at home for like 14, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And it was in looking at different ways that we could use the studio space to be more financially viable that my husband actually suggested. He's like, you know, you love doing this stuff at home. You've been doing it forever. Like why did it would be perfect to have that at the studio? We have the space. And I thought, well, geez, like who, who am I to teach people this or tell people about it? And for me, I'm like, I feel like my experience counts for something for sure. But then you know, wanting to have that education to be able to talk to people a little bit more confidently about stuff. So we started running workshops and brought some stuff in for sale just to see how it it would go. And almost straight away, I started into my education. So like I said, it was the whole idea was based on running things out of the studio. And I even at that point had a massage room in the studio where I could have done like aromatherapy massage was a part of my course as a treatment um, and facials, aromatherapy facials. Very nice. Um, so it all made, it all made sense within the studio space. So we closed the studio actually before I finished getting my certificate, I finished it about six months after we closed down the studio. And then I was kind of lost for a while as well. Now, what do I do with it? Cause I had started down that path for a specific idea. And then I had my certificate and I'm like, well, now I don't know what I'm going to do. And it just, it took me a while and thinking about it all through COVID to even decide where to head with it. Yeah. So, And you enjoy making the products. Do you, do you ever take like bespoke um, orders? Does anybody ever come to you and say like, Oh, I really, 
I have this, that, and the other thing. Could you make something specifically for me that would help? Yeah. yeah. I do get, I do get requests for custom orders that aren't specific and those are fairly easy to do without too much understanding of the person themselves or someone asks me for mask spray to freshen up their face mask they're stuck wearing all day and I'm like yeah sure I can come up with something and sometimes I'll make then half a dozen and sell the one that got requested and toss the rest on my website Um, if somebody comes at me with multiple especially issues that require more a little more digging and understanding, then that's when I usually suggest booking in a, a consultation where I can do a full intake form because there, there are a lot of contraindications and things you start wondering about. And again, I want to offer somebody a treatment, an aid, like something to help them that they're going to actually be able to use. Because again, if I tell somebody, oh, here, like this bath remedy is going to be amazing, but they hate baths, then that's useless to them. It's got to be something that fits in their life so that they can actually, you know, see how it's going to work and benefit them. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go way back in time a little bit. I know I'm, I'm jumping around a little and I appreciate you, you following me (laughs) here. So many, many moons ago, we had had a conversation and you had just so casually mentioned uh, living in like a tropical paradise. Tell me about, was it Costa Rica? Was, yeah, you, we, yeah. just for a month, but it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you doing there? Bumming around, surfing. I love it. and it was something it's actually funny because we had always planned on as soon as our kids were out of diapers we were going to go back for a year and live there and right when we kind of started planning was when the yoga studio popped into my radar and we signed that lease and kind of changed directions a little bit so but it definitely left with us an idea like we haven't traveled a crazy amount, but we really do love when we get to go places, really checking out local culture and how things are done differently and how life is lived a little bit differently. And then in whatever way, you know, you can come back to where we're at and see Mm -hmm. how things in life here can be looked at from a different perspective or with it through a different lens. So you're very open-minded. Yeah, I like I like to think so. (laughs) Do you think um, that being open-minded is a good personality trait for being a clinical aromatherapist? Definitely, definitely, because like there's always going to be ideas I have, but again, if that's not something that works for an individual, it can't be any offense to me. It's about you know, being able to, like you say, be open-minded, hear what that person needs and figure out what's going to be the best thing for them, regardless of what would maybe work for me personally. I'm wondering if you can tell me about like how your, how your life experiences, like, you know, going to Costa Rica and doing different things. How, how has that brought you to where you are right now, hand-making products Mm -hmm. and, and selling them on the internet. So anywhere I've ever gone, like my favorite thing to do is 
be in nature, be outside, explore things. And it's definitely led me to an interest in living my own life as holistically as I can. And then wanting to also be able to offer that to other people. So a big part of what even got me into making my own stuff in the first place was 15 years ago, it was almost impossible around here to find environmentally friendly and safer cleaning products, things like that. And so, you know, that was one of the things that got me into making stuff and same thing with body products. It's definitely more commonplace now, but at the time it was not. And also in that way, wanting to have, you know, seeing different places gave me just a whole different level of appreciation for, you know, just the beauty of the world and wanting to find that more sacred and a better connection there in, in every way I can in my own life. So I feel like there's always ways to evolve there for sure. But just then in, again, being able to make stuff with simpler ingredients, but feel like they're still effective, whether it's counter spray or, you know, face lotion doesn't matter. So just trying to find that, that better balance in life with that smaller footprint. Very good. So you're very much looking, you're caring for yourself and for your clients and customers, but with an eye to the larger world around. Yeah. And like, I think like, that's very much the idea. Like, it's just for the health and wellness of like yourself and your family, your home, your community and the world around you. Like, sometimes I feel like with all the issues going on in the world, whether it's environmental or what have you, it feels almost impossible to make a difference. Like it feels very overwhelming. I think for a lot of people, when I think just the tiniest differences you can make, if a whole bunch of us make these, you know, small changes and small steps, it, it adds up to a massive impact. So I feel like, yeah, just, if you can make even just one small change for something in your home to take care of yourself, it, it will expand out with that ripple effect. What do you think is your favorite part of your job? Ooh, I, I love meeting people and connecting with people. And I love any chance I have to help make something in that person's life just a little bit better or a little bit easier. Um, I really love creating things. I love making a giant mess in my kitchen and trying all (laughs) kinds of stuff and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And yeah, but, but the, the people, you know, like anytime if I get feedback for someone where they're like, wow, like this made a big difference or this was really helpful. And that just being able to create any kind of positive impact in the community just means the world to me. That's lovely. Is there a part of your work that, eh, you're not so cracked on. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I love making the mess in the kitchen. I don't love cleaning it up. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do find it to be, and this is part of, again, why I spent a few years of my life working for this education is there is a lot of misinformation, especially in the day and age of online that can be very challenging to deal with. Um, 
there can be some stigma in, you know, trying to tell people about what I do and they kind of roll their eyes and I'm like, I'm not a witch or anything. I swear. Like there's a lot of chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's one thing. Like I, I came across your business through Instagram actually. And that is something that really stood out to me is when you do your infographic on whatever the the scent is that you're you're focusing on you always have your nerdy chemistry bit and i love that i love the fact that you a have that knowledge but b feel it's important enough to share and what? you do it so personably sorry i i feel like it also helps make it more accessible to people. Cause I feel like some people are going to hear essential oils or aromatherapy and they're going to either think that that's very cool and they want to learn more about it, or they're going to think it's some foo-foo goofy pseudoscience kind of a thing. So I think if I can present it in a way that makes it accessible to everybody to maybe find something that, you know, is a little bit interesting, then it's just going to be more helpful in general. And would you recommend that somebody play with their, with essential oil? I shouldn't say play. That was very dismissive. Would you recommend that somebody um, experiment with essential oils at home? Or do you think that there is definitely a need for some smart advice? (laughs) Definitely. Um, I don't think it's inaccessible to play, play around. There we go. The same word too experiment with at home um at all I do think if that's something you're interested in if you don't want to just buy you know completed essential oil blends or products if it's something you want to look at yourself a really good book is should be the very first thing you buy my favorite book is Julia Lawless the encyclopedia of essential oils I happen to have it here I actually have had three copies of this book Oh, wow. I got the first one 15 years ago. It is amazing. It's easy. The safety information in it is just absolutely wonderful. Have a book, a reference for yourself. So you're not having to scour the internet and question what kind of advice you're getting and who it's from. Because if you're reading a blog and it's maybe beautifully written with these amazing photographs, but it's by somebody who only started using essential oils two weeks ago, that's not necessarily helpful to you. And what works for one person isn't going to work for another, just like any other kind of medicine or practice. Each person's psychology and physiology is going to react differently. So a good book should be the first thing you get So you can understand some of the safety and some of the uses. And then also, you know, just putting maybe a little bit of thought into where you're getting your products from. There is actually with the popularity of essential oils, there is, has been a huge environmental and sustainability impact Mm -hmm. because then suddenly the demand, like, you know, for something like frankincense is through the roof. So then the harvest practices and the growing practices really, really, really plummet. So while we're using stuff to, you know, scent our homes, it, you know, it can be quite damaging. So just to, you know, choose your stuff with a little bit of conscious thought and from, from companies who are also putting that thought into it, it does take a little more legwork than just grabbing something at the grocery store, but 
very worth it when you consider the amount of product that goes into the tiny bottles is absolutely crazy like pounds and pounds and pounds of rose petals, which you can imagine how many rose petals it takes to equal a pound just to make like yeah. two tiny bottles. So it's something, you know, you use with a little bit of respect, I think can go a long way. And I suppose if you think about it as something that is going to be going into your body through yeah. either smelling it or adding it into like a lotion or whatever, you probably want to make sure that what you were using was of a certain quality as well. Yeah. And the very challenging thing about that is there is zero regulation Hmm. to the industry. So it it can be very deceiving to people that the claim of therapeutic quality is a sales pitch. They're just words. They're just words. They are an excellent PR thing for, for somebody. So, cause there is no regulation. So anybody is welcome to slap that on their label without having a third party check that over. And wow. I even have run across some companies that say they are checked over, but it's actually by the company itself like or partial yeah. owner of the company. So, and then it can be really difficult, even in the sense of organic, of course, organically grown stuff is going to be better, but it does not mean that they have a solid, um, completely clean processing. Mm -hmm. So you could still end up with contamination and issues in your processing, even if you are starting with organic materials. So it, it does become a little bit tricky to sort through. And I think that's why people do get really attached to whatever brand they're working with. Um, I know it's not, doesn't make sense for, for most people, but I know for myself, I will only work with brands that I can get um, chemical analysis. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mm. Not that I, you know, like just so that I know that if I want to, I can pull up that information and be able to read it because it's also kind of interesting, but the same plant harvested at different times of the year can actually ha- actually have different chemistry, which can then, you know, have different have therapeutic actions, right? Yeah. So that is really interesting. And I guess that's part of, that's part of your learning process. Yeah. Like, that's why somebody would go to you rather than ask me, for example, (laughs) please, please. Nobody ask me. (laughs) Do you have a favorite oil? Mm, I I think I would probably like have a seizure fit trying to decide. I am a favorite oil today. (laughs) Oh, today I, I was putting bergamot up on my social media today and I just love that one. It's not one I've used forever and ever. It was the first one I studied in my course and I'd never used it before. I was like, Oh, what the heck is this? So I went to the local health food store and, um, got a bottle and I was like, Oh my God, I love this. I put it in everything now. Like it's just, it's absolutely amazing. Just a perfect combination of fresh and citrusy and sweet and spicy and balsamic. It's so good. I am a person though, who I could probably put lavender on everything. So like the biggest, it's funny. One of the biggest risks of lavender is overexposure, (laughs) especially with somebody like an aromatherapist. So I try to like limit myself, but I, I do think that's one that I could probably put, just put it on everything. My cousin went to France a couple years ago and she went to a lavender farm where they actually distill their own oil. And she brought me back lavender oh from gosh. France. And it is, it is it's, the most beautiful, amazing thing. I covet it. Like I don't even use it all the time. I'll just, sometimes I'll make something with it. And then it's like the extra good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we had, um, when we lived in Ireland, the front door of our place had the the walkway was lined with lavender plants oh and I never trimmed them like I never nothinged them except glorified them um (laughs) because when you would walk through the path and it was a very narrow path the lavender would brush against your legs or against your your pants and so like you would smell it and then even when you're still in the house like you could still get wafts of lavender off of you and I can remember um I would leave my twins because they were just in the baby carriage like the twin stroller at the time I would have them at the front door in their carriage all snapped in and everything and I inevitably would have to like you know, getting two kids out the door at the same time was just hard. So I would have to like run back in and grab my purse or my phone or whatever. And I'd come back out and there would always be like 50 bees and they wouldn't give two hoots that there was two kids 
right there. They were all about the lavender. So my boys have very early ages of like just watching bees, you know, Mm -hmm. all around the lavender and friends would be like in a panic. Oh my gosh, your kids are going to get stung by bees. That's so irresponsible. And I'm like, no, the bees genuinely do not care about these two, you know, one-year-old sitting looking at them they're busy with the the lavender so I know when you talk about that smell of there's there's a certain smell it is very it's very interesting smell is one of the thought to be one of the strongest senses tied to memory yes and so and it just between that kind of emotional connection and like I said people's individual physiology it is so fascinating how people enjoy different smells what smells amazing to one person is going to smell terrible to the next uh-huh. and i find that so incredibly interesting i know i was discussing last week with patchouli and people usually have very strong opinions on patchouli um but i love the smell of it and oddly enough and this might sound gross but cuz the smell reminds me of our horse barn growing up like of okay straw and horses which doesn't seem like it would be good but it's such an incredibly fond memory for me yeah that i love it isn't and that funny it, it just becomes kind of an interesting thing if you can if you can pinpoint the the smells and stuff and and sometimes it's purely about the smell but sometimes it's definitely tied to an experience, emotion, a memory. And it just, yeah, it makes it, it makes it a very interesting individual thing. It also makes it very challenging for me as an aromatherapist to create blends of smells because I know what smells good to me, but I'm also trying to appeal to what smells good to other people. So a lot of my friends and family have to put up with my experimental phases where (laughs) I'll make like seven different blends and some of them might smell bad to me, but I'm going like, I don't like flower smells. Like I dislike rose and ylang ylang and geranium. Don't like them at all. So I'll make something and then I go around and I make everybody smell it. Like it's not unusual for me to show up at their house, knock on their door and be like, here, smell this. Right. Cause they might love it and I don't. So just to be able to have, have different, different options for people to get what they need or what they like, what they enjoy, even though it might, might not be what I like. So it does, it does take some interesting experimentation, well, a lot of patient guinea pigs. I love how you do that. Like, I love how you provide for tastes that are dissimilar to yours and that you recognize that they're out there and that you want to provide for that. I think that's, um, that's a really commendable trait in somebody who is in a, you know, in a service-based business, because when you get down to it, yes, you do have the products, but you're, you're providing a service. So like between the different things that I've done with being a yoga instructor and then, you know, moving forward to add in the you know, aromatherapy and clinical aromatherapy components. For me, there's always been, you know, it it coming from a place of desire to be able to offer some, something positive to my community, like to the, you know, the group of people around me. So like, yeah, like you said, even though it is products, it it does come from an interest to be of service. Exactly. And even as 
you know, it, providing one-on-ones as a clinical aromatherapist, that's service. It just happens to come with a product at the end of it. Yeah, typically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it that you like to work with? As a clinical aromatherapist, like pretty much anybody I've I I don't mind the challenge of interesting problems or bizarre situations. And I find aromatherapy, like a lot of holistic practices, it's, it's a really good component to work alongside other things. I'm not a believer that it should overtake any kind of medical advice. I think it can be a great thing to help help with symptoms, help improve wellness, um, not necessarily as a standalone treatment. So I also like to work with other practitioners, um, other healthcare providers, things like that, just to help, you know, help be a part of a solution for somebody. Um, I actually in this have had a lot of opportunity to work with other small local businesses and I love doing that. Yeah. So I just, I think because it did take me a long time to learn to see you know, to really see and appreciate the value in what I do. I love being able to offer that for other people and stand with them in, you know, expressing that value and being able to collaborate and stuff. I, I find that a lot of fun and I've gotten to meet just some absolutely amazing people getting to do that. I'm going to bet you get asked a lot of questions. What do you think the top question is? Um, the top questions I get asked is probably safety questions, Yeah, which can be, you know, can be challenging because again, things tend to be very individualistic. Like I can have general answers, but it's still going to depend on each person. I get asked for a lot of recommendations, um, just like, what would you suggest for this? And do you think this is okay to use for that? That kind of, you know, just general recommendations. I don't necessarily, I can't think of one specific question that everybody asks me. Can you think of a question that you wish people would ask you? Um, I wish people would maybe ask more about the difference in using stuff with kids. Oh, that's a good because one it is very different. Their bodies are developing differently. They are different sizes and it needs to be, there needs to be an adjustment. There are definitely things that should not be used with kids. And I think there needs to be more recognition in that because, because this is a natural thing coming from plants, people tend to assume that there's just a general blanket of safety for everybody and everything and to use it however they want, just because, oh, it's natural, it can't be harmful. And so I I definitely wish that people would consider that with kids a little bit more. Um, And then just again, like we talked about before with the book and getting started, just really encourage people to put a little bit of thought into what they're doing, um, how they're using things, and definitely reading labels Hmm. and kind of reading past maybe some of the the, reading critically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like reading past some of the advertising on the labels and the key sales words that, you know, somebody very intelligent is, is, you know, trying to work with and we need to see past that. So those are the things I wish people would ask about more, put a little bit more thought into. 
Yeah, I I am actually I have scheduled uh, some podcast episodes on critical media interpretation, shall we say, because sometimes you just think that what you read is the truth. And that is just not always the case. So yeah, critical, critical reading. That's really good. I I would not have, I probably wouldn't have thought to ask about the difference of using stuff with kids either. Yeah. So, good one. Thank you for bringing that one up. What's the best advice you've ever received? I don't know if it's the best, but this is one that has popped. It was a piece of advice given to me many years ago. And for whatever reason, it has popped up and I have repeated it several times in the last three weeks. So it feels very relevant right now and a little hard to accept, but just that not all people are going to be your people. Not everybody is going to be your fan. And that can be hard, especially when you're someone like, it matters to me that I am trying to operate with integrity. Mm-hmm. So it, it matters to me, but just that realization that not all people are going to be your people. So try to focus your energy on the people who are like, you know, on helping the people who are on putting your energy towards the people who, who want your stuff, who want your advice, who want to be a part of what you're doing and don't spend all your energy on the people who aren't. And is that advice then that you would give today? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, and it can be, it can be really tough, you know, especially with the world of online, like, Oh yeah. It's pretty easy for somebody to disagree with you and that's okay. And, or to really not care for how you're presenting things or what you're doing, but you got to try and keep the focus on the people who, you know, who are caring about it and the people who want to be a part of it and offering them the best that you can. Well, Carol, I want everybody to come and buy your stuff. So (laughs) you might feel the same way. I don't know. Um, Can you tell us where everybody can find you? So we do have, and I will link to everything in my show notes as well. So there's theforestandfield.ca. Yeah. And where else? Um, I'm on Instagram at forestandfieldaromatherapy and on Facebook. I do have a Facebook group. Um, Thank you. I'm pretty sure it's also forest and field aromatherapy. Some of those got a little tricky depending on. Yeah. Sometimes things are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Close approximations are taken. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I will link absolutely everything in the show notes. So anybody who is interested is able to find you. Yeah. And I, I always like to be encouraging to people too. Like I'm, I'm a pretty open person. I'm open to chatting and talking and answering questions as best as I'm able. So everyone, people are welcome to message me through my website, through any of the social media. And I'm more than happy to chat with people, share some knowledge. That's wonderful. Thank you. And thank you so much for all of your time today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. And I I wish you much success. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for listening this week. I invite you to sign up for my email list or join me in the Connections Coffee and Confidence community on Facebook. Those are the people who get first dibs on any classes or products I create and they benefit from the extras I can't get into in a podcast format. 
I also lovingly request that if you've enjoyed this podcast, you leave a review on Apple. When I see a new review, I get so excited, I almost spill my cappuccino froth. Almost. And if you're a woman entrepreneur who's ready to get serious about using the power of communications to grow your... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For business, send me an email at Janice at JaniceFogarty.com. All my details are in the show notes. Thank you again for listening today, and I'll chat with you again next week.